Hello and welcome to the Carl Experience again. Uh, hope you guys had a great holiday. I know I had a very uh, <coughs> lengthy holiday. Um, we opened some presents this morning. I woke up really late because I slept in. Um, I've been staying uh, staying up late doing uh, doing research and whatnot like that. Um, <coughs> again, happy holidays. Merry Christmas if you're listening today. I probably nobody be listening to it on Christmas Day. The day it was recorded, but enough of that. Um, yeah, today's episode is going to be kind of controversial depending on who's listening to it. So i just like to get that out of the way, letting you know that this is going to be a contestable podcast. But it, that's kind of the point is to talk about things that make you really uncomfortable, <clears throat> whether you like it or not. Because I see that as kind of my job. I mean, I'm going to be touching on some stuff that most people would consider uh, don't touch because <coughs> because you can't. And I say, why the hell not? If everybody else can touch it, uh, can touch a subject and be wrong or right or seen that way, then I may as well be perceived for my opinion on the subject too. Because I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. I do, but I don't. I, I, you know, I'm gonna listen to your opinion, but I don't have to adopt your opinion into my views. And yeah, so we're gonna talk about white privilege, or in this case, pretty much racial privilege of any kind. And I want to thank uh, Laura again for bringing this one up. If she wants to throw out some more ideas, go ahead. If any of the rest of you do who are listening, if you are listening, throw out some ideas. I don't care if it's schizophrenia or. Uh, uh, Visiting the homeless, which I think my next po- my, mo- my yeah my next podcast might be about uh, homelessness in America, and not just because my former partner did it because I he talked he talked about it and <clears throat> then a couple of uh, things went across my uh, newsfeed about uh, homelessness and. The socioeconomic differences, all that crap, you know, a bunch of stuff you really don't want to hear about right in this podcast. But here we go, white privilege. And according uh, to, uh, I'm looking on Wikipedia, and it's not the only place I've looked up, but this has kind of the, it's not so easily defined in just one or two uh, dialed down sentences. But the basic gist of it is white privilege or white skin privilege is a societal privilege that benefits white people over non-white people, particularly if they are otherwise under the same social, political, or economic circumstances. This has roots in uh, uh, colonialism. <clears throat> what, what I don't get in... Uh, Laura made a very good point of this, that uh, plenty of us who are not you know, we're not we're not rich when we're born. We started. I was born into poverty, and raised in poverty. I've been the guy who had to dig through a trash can to get a meal. Yes, I've done it. I was that poor at one point, and I'm also the guy who had no problem paying five hundred dollars for a steak just because I wanted to eat it. I've been that rich and I've been that poor. I mean, hell, I've been I've slept under a I've slept under a bridge for more than once. So yeah, I'm, it's not like I'm bragging about, oh, I'm, I'm privileged. No. <clears throat> and 
I was watching some videos on YouTube before I made this because I wanted to get a general sense. And all of the double standards struck me as very, very stupid. And I know I'm talking, I'm hopefully some semi-educated people are listening to this. But in case they're not, I, I don't see per, uh, this white privilege nonsense is something that benefits me. And I'm white. I'm Caucasian. I mean, the worst you're going to find is maybe some Indian up in my uh, heritage. Other than that, you're going to find just white, Irish, Scottish, and German people. Okay, sorry. I'm drinking Guinness Draught. Um, it's helping out with the cough a little bit. Um, yeah, when people tell me that I'm privileged, I get more privileges because I'm white. No, as a matter of fact, I've been spit on, beat up, uh, beaten up with, uh, foreign objects <clears throat> because people considered me pure red, white trash, trailer park trash at that. And I didn't grow up anywhere near a trailer park. <clears throat> Now, I know that a lot of people say, well, you can do plenty of things since you're white. Actually, the way I grew up, people didn't give a damn what, uh, people, uh, a lot of, when I first started working, how about that? When I first started working, like paycheck jobs, people treated me like the honky uh, uh, at the bottom of the pole. I was the bottom man of the totem pole because nobody in my family was a carpenter or was in construction that I knew of. And all this crap. So I had it hard because I grew up in a family where we played board games. We did all kinds of stuff. And if a computer broke down, everybody was around looking at that. I wasn't particularly interested in that much in electronics. So I didn't study it. <clears throat> if I had, I'd probably have a better job now. But I didn't. And I didn't go to school. <clears throat> I didn't go to school to fix laptops. I went to school to learn how to tear stuff apart and build it back together on the electronic side of it. I work better with my hands, not with my brain. Now, for those who say, and I know it's a very popular thing, well, you got so many advantages since you're white. No, I grew up in a shit. I grew up in a shit neighborhood with a shit landlord who didn't give a shit whether we lived or died. He just wanted rent. And my parents' landlord, the one I grew up knowing, he collected rent from my mother and my father every month for like 13 years or something like that. And my parents were like, oh, we communicate. Obviously, you don't. <clears throat> but enough of my parents' shortcomings and stupidities. <clears throat> With so many people claiming that you can't do this because you're white. Okay, well, here's a question. Black, uh, I've had black people call me Ofe, Uncle Tom, even though I don't think that's how it's supposed to be used. I think it's more black people for black people who are acting white, I guess. Uh, I've been called Cracker, Ofe, uh, Honky, all that crap. I mean, I've been called every name you can think of, and I've been called I've been called every other racial epithet you can think of. Seriously, I have. I've been called. The N-word, I've even had words used against me. I didn't know what the hell they meant. And when I looked them up, I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know that was a, a slander. <clears throat> I didn't know that was a, a dirty word. And all because their parents taught them to say it. My parents didn't teach me that nonsense. 
They didn't teach me that trashy shit. They uh, they let me read books, and I learned from there. And some of those words they were using were not in the dictionary. They weren't in the dictionary encyclopedia or thesaurus that I read. I ended up having to ask my mom and my grandparents, and they're the ones who told me, oh, yeah, that's a, ra that's a racial slur. Who the hell? And kind of find out it's because the racial slur hasn't been used in 70 damn years. Not regularly. So they're talking about a racial uh, slur that's a good 100, 120 years old. And they're using it for some stupid reason. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I wasn't allowed to use uh, racial slurs at all. I knew what they were. I didn't use them. But yeah. So yeah, with all that going into consideration... Um, when people tell me I lead a very privileged life, it's like, no, I lead a very blessed life. It's not privileged by any standard. When I started out in the workforce, I got told by the tent company I was working for that I need to have steel toe boots in order to get a job. And finally, after like three months of waiting, getting up every day at 4 a.m., taking a shower, and then sitting, uh, sitting in front of this labor uh, place... <clears throat> until they opened in a very long line of people trying to get in there to get a job, I'd get in there and, you know, day in, day out, I'm there from open to close. <coughs> you know, I, I was carrying the lunch on me, and the lunch was my lunch. After three months, they uh, one of the guys finally threw me a gig uh, painting. And I had no experience painting, but he asked me if I had experience painting. Hell yeah, I got experience painting. Yeah, I need to eat. You know, I gotta, I gotta get these steel toe shoes so I can, uh, so I can get more uh, jobs. So I worked that job, and he said that job should last a week. I only needed it for three days, but I learned quickly. I got the house painted, and I didn't do the job as good as I should have, or the, as well as I could have, but. At the time, I was desperate to make an impression and get enough money to get steel toe shoes so I get better jobs. Well, those three days went by, and at the time, the <laughs> minimum wage was uh, five or five twenty-five. We're talking way back in nineteen ninety-eight, nineteen ninety-nine. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I got those shoes, and I eventually started getting. Uh, like when I graduated high school, I started immediately into construction because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work with wood, build houses, all that kind of crap. And I worked with various teams building houses. I was even a part of the team that did the drywall. Uh, most of my job was, uh, as far as that crew goes, was holding up the drywall <coughs> while it was being installed. Not mudding or and not mudding and taping. I learned that crap later on. But it took several years to get experience at that point where I didn't need help anymore because I like the first construction job I had that was on its on its own private crew the foreman threw a hammer at, at anybody who messed up if you messed up you had a hammer aimed at your head and it was going to hit you dead in the head you learn very quickly when you have to learn like that believe you me but, yeah, that, that's how I grew up, is everybody treating me like I was trash. I didn't know shit, and I had to work my way up. So when people tell me, well, you grew up privileged, you grew up with a silver spoon, you grew up with better chances, no, I didn't. I grew up dirt poor, and 
I, I learned, my mom was always working. My dad was always, uh, was, well, working some of the time. He was a very good worker, but the problem was my parents didn't communicate enough, and that was their biggest hurdle, is they didn't communicate. My dad, like, like white privilege, if I'd grown up, my dad would have had a terrific job. He would have gone to, he went to, uh, a certain college for electronics that isn't around anymore. It went defunct. Uh, he would have used that and he would have used that knowledge to get a job being a computer repairman or something like that and he could have already been retired for 10 years now but instead he decided to dick off and uh, download adult content uh, adult uh, movie uh, content which killed his prospects because then all I could do is work hard instead of uh, hardly work well, it got to the point where it got to the point where I was in my twenties, where I actually owned my own business. Yes, I owned my own business. I was doing between three and five hundred dollars plus an hour. I was making that much money, so yeah, I was able to light my cigarettes with a twenty or hundred dollar bill. It didn't affect what I was doing at all. That's not white privilege. That's working your ass off and learning quicker than everybody else. I went from. Having 20 bucks on me one day when I first started uh, junking with the uh, with the idea of starting my own business, doing junking, to six months to a year later, I had 12 grand in my pocket, still living in a shit uh, shithole of an apartment, but it was good. It was good, good enough and clean enough for my kids uh, to stay there with me on the weekends. So I worked my butt off and then started my own business with that capital because it takes a lot of gas and a lot of maintenance to keep a business going. I spent money on a trailer. I actually had two trailers at one point, so I was dropping one trailer off at home and uh, filling the other one up. And the reason I say it was between three and 500 or so an hour is because we bro I broke down the money I made and divided it by eight hours. The money, uh, some days, <clears throat> there were some days that I made uh, lots and lots and lots of money. Like, I think one day I made $3,000 and I was humping it all that day. I was just at it and I made a bunch of money. And you divide that up into eight hours. You divide that up into how many hours in the day. And finally, I monitored, I went online and looked up how much I was on actually working, and I was actually only doing five actual hours of work every day, so I divided it by five, and that's how that figure went from a big sum to a really, really big sum. <laughs> Again, that's not privilege, that's intelligence. You're working smart, not hard. Now, here on the other side of things, I ha uh, when I was growing up, you had a lot of uh, colored kids or black kids, if you want to call them that. Or you can call them whatever you want. I don't care. But a lot of them had advantages. They could play, sp they could play all these sports. I mean, I could play baseball, volleyball, uh, basketball but very badly, football, semi-decent, I guess, for a, ba for a kid with no balance. But you had these other kids who were great. They could do spin flips. They could do all this amazing stuff out on the playground. And everybody just assumed they were going to be professional athletes. Well, less than 1% of them 
the entire time I was growing up, maybe two of them went on to be actual sport uh, sports athletes, professional level, mind you. Having said that, with 1% of those kids who were amazing on our field in my day, with less than, with 1% of those kids making it through to the pros and staying in the pros, they were given scholarships. I mean, one kid, I remember one kid was so dumb, literally, he was so damn dumb, <clears throat> I think it was at Hamilton, this kid was so dumb, he, <laughs> the coach had to have a talk with <clears throat> all of his teachers, and his teachers passed him, even though his homework was like, a kindergartner doing homework on, uh, doing a sixth grader's homework. This guy, this kid had no brains at all. And I happened to be listening uh, in on a teacher's conversation with one of my teachers, and the teacher's like, well, why don't you fail him? Because he's so gifted athletically. He can blow through everybody else when it comes to football, and, uh, but he, you know, he's an athlete. He's not a student. And my teacher at that time, she pointed out, well, you know the reason he's a student athlete? Well, yeah, because he's a great athlete. No, he's a student first. If he can't pass his classes, he shouldn't be playing sports. Come to find out, his parents didn't care about his education. They wanted him to play sports. He was literally bred from a toddler all up until now to be an athlete. They didn't give a crap if he had good grades or if he learned anything. He could be robbed blind for most of his life. As long as he had money, they didn't care. As long as he was playing sports, doing it. <clears throat> now, with no, having heard that, when I hear black people talk about white privilege, and no, I'm not going to get racist. It's going to sound racist, but it isn't actually racist. It's t it's looking at the it's looking at a a mirror that's showing you something else. And they can and all they see is a mirror back at them. I can see them, they can't see me. That kind of thing. Now, like I said, when it comes to when it comes to white privilege, it's bullshit. When it comes to uh, racism, there's a double standard. Because <clears throat> I can walk up to saying, "Hey, what's going on, homie?" And they look at me like I'm screwed up. And here, and the biggest double standard of all is the racial slurs. They can call us cracker, honky, ofe, all this crap. You cannot call them all the ra all the racial names. They go to them because you're seen as racist. That's a double standard. They can't use all the ones they want, but we can't use any uh, of the uh, of the ones referring to them. That's a double standard. And here's what's funny. I see plenty of people shouting about how it's, un it's unfair because these white people are calling them these names. I don't use the N-word. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't use it at all. But yet, they can call themselves that, but if a white person calls them that, they're ready to uh, whip out guns, chains, knives, and everything else and beat you, uh, beat you down. Where is the um, equilibrium? Where's the uh, the middle ground there? It can't just be you can use all of the all these uh, racial slurs towards yourself and everybody else, but we can't use them on you. If you can call me a honky and a cracker and ofe, and I can, all I can call you is black or African American, whatever, 
That's not fair. That's not that's not balancing the fulcrum. That fulcrum has to balance evenly for everything to be okay. <sighs> and usually, whenever first to speech, I tell people that black people have a lot uh, have a lot more security. They can insult white people, their own people, everybody. And I think it's based in like vaudeville, because when black people were comedians in vaudeville, <coughs> they weren't going to make it to TV, so they said whatever the hell they wanted to, because you never were going to make it there anyway. And because of that, didn't care who they offended, because what are they going to do? Kick you out? You just move to the next city. Whereas white people can be held responsible for what they say. Why? And when people when people try to tell me, especially colored people, well, you're more privileged. No, you're more privileged. Why is that? Okay, you're you're doing other things. You're um, are you a rapper or an athlete? Well, I'm trying to be an artist, and then I, I you know, a few of them I've looked at their artwork, and it's horrible. Like they they're wanting to be an artist, but they have a, uh, the artistic skill of a three month old baby with a crayon. They're more likely to chew on it than they are to draw anything useful with it. And I've met white people with the same ability, so don't get me wrong there. But when you say you're going to become an artist and you have no skill for it, don't don't aim for that achievement, especially if you're like thirty years old. You can practice, but I doubt you're going to do anything very good. You know. And yes, you can learn to draw. I did, but I also have a natural talent for being artistic. At one point, I drew very, very badly. With a lot of practice and pushing myself. Because a lot of people will draw from the comics and be like, okay, it's okay. <sighs> they get up to that point and they're like, okay, it's fine. Me, I wanted to draw better than the comics. I wanted to do better work than everybody else was doing. So I pushed harder and harder and harder, and finally I got to the point where I draw whatever the hell I want to without a problem. Problem is, is my brain just my brain has arguments with me about how much detail to go into. Do I include this? Do I include that? Blah, 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 you know, endless streaming. Sorry about that beer belch, but um, yeah. And then when I, you know, a lot of. Uh, a lot of stocky uh, black guys <coughs> have asked what I do. It's like, well, I wear many hats. I work with wood. I uh, make stuff out of wood. Um, I've been a maintenance man, a custodian, um, drywall. You know, I know how to fix electronics if I absolutely have to. You know, I, on top of that, I know how to do tattoos, ink them, and put them on people. And... Mexican, I was like, why aren't you making the handover money? Because everybody wants to be multifaceted in the same manner. <sighs> like, at one point I was advertising for, uh, back when the market fell, I was advertising for being a dog walker. I checked Craigslist for a week before I put my ad up. Nobody was advertising about walking dogs or anything. Everybody was into home renovation, home improvement. I wrote down the numbers of the people who were for home improvement, and then I put my ad up. And next thing you know, there are 45 other ads for people trying to be dog walkers and babysitters. And these are the guys who were construction experts. Now that all of a sudden they were dog care experts. 
Because, yes, I cross-reference uh, cross the numbers they were providing with the ones that I'd written down from construction. These guys are willing to t uh, say they were anything to maintain the lifestyle that they had. Now, I have noticed to a certain extent that white privilege might exist in certain communities, but it sure as hell didn't exist when I was growing up. I wasn't treated better. In fact, I was treated worse for being white. And I enjoy, uh, I, I, now when people are like, well, you suffer from white privilege, it's like, since when the fuck do I suffer from white privilege? And a lot of people are like, well, you grew up white. Uh-huh, and I got, also got treated badly by white people, black people, Mexicans, Asians. Everybody treated me badly. I didn't suffer from white privilege. I suffered from fucking racism from hell. Everybody thought because I was uh, uh, white, blue hair, blonde eyed, and had freckles, and I was a, uh, that I was some sort of weird Nazi. But um, yeah, I, I think it's so. I think it's a form of uh, inner social shaming <clears throat> to go up and say, "Well, you're you you're you're being aided by white privilege." No, I'm not aided by white privilege. I worked. For everything I got in life. Like. Some people will say. Well you're. Uh, you know. Some of your employers will be like. Oh. They'll look at you. Because you're. And because you're white. They'll uh, throw a job at you. And do all that crap. I didn't ever got those employers. The employers I got. Liked. They hired me right off the bat. Because I had an attitude with them. And I wasn't willing to accept their crap. <clears throat> but uh, that having been said, it was very interesting when people bring that up. And I've pointed out to more than one black person that they have more privilege than I do. Well, why is that? How much of those shoes cost you? Well, these are, you know, 100 or 200 or 300 or however, hundreds, how many hundreds of dollars they are, Nikes, because I wanted the brand new ones when they came out. Okay, and how much does your car cost? Oh, it costs a butt-ton of money every month. And your rent's pretty high? No, my rent's pretty low. But I've got all this jewelry, too, and they keep on spending money. I don't know about you, but when you got a gold grill, a couple of gold necklaces, uh, a gold watch, gold rings, you're wearing uh, Nikes that came out last month, and you're driving a brand-new car, and you're complaining, you're complaining to me about white privilege? Yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, but that was one of those times I want to say, fuck you. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense, but you don't tell me I suffer from white privilege when I can barely afford the beer I'm drinking, and you're, buying, you're, drinking, the most, you're drinking a Hennessy and Coke, wearing solid gold jewelry that I can't even touch, not because I, don't, not because I want to touch their jewelry, it's because I'm allergic to gold. But telling me, that, telling me that I suffer from white privilege when you're the one clearly suffering from a privilege. And then, well, no, I worked hard. Okay, what do you do? I was an athlete. I did this, I, you know, I was an athlete or I did this or did the other. <clears throat> and you didn't have to work hard. You didn't even have to go to college. You dropped out of high school. You were a rapper or whatever, you know. And I'm not trying to make that, I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm racially profiling. <clears throat> but when you have more than a couple of hand-me-outs all in sequence, yeah, you can go a really long ways. You know, you start out as a, a rapper or, or a drug dealer, and 
and move your way to doing other things because you have money to throw away. You have more expendable income. I don't have expendable income like that. I remember when I did, but it wasn't for 20, 30 years. When you spend 20, 30 years make, uh, making uh, over $100,000 a year, and then you complain about me having white privilege, I can call bullshit on you. And I know it seems really long with me complaining about uh, um, inequality, but there really is a standard for inequality. I don't care what anybody tells you. In my experience, most of the people I know who are colored had it better than I did. And when they say they just got stuff for cheap, not that damn cheap. If you got a table that I know costs $3,000 and you say your homie gave you a discount you got $1,000 off, okay, now who robbed the furniture truck? Because you didn't get that for no $1,000. You didn't get a discount, a $1,000 discount just because your cousin worked there. I'm sorry, but if it's a $3,000 uh, uh, couch, they're not going to give it to you for $2,000. You know, even straight up cash, they're not going to give you that much off on it. That's working a system, uh, working into a system of privilege that you shouldn't have. <clears throat> but having said that, uh, people who uh, claim that uh, all these social media things or uh, media outlets that claim uh, start making claims about uh, white privilege. I don't believe it because I haven't been the, I haven't been a benefactor of white privilege at all. Literally, I've been around play, I've been in, I've been in, uh, I've been around events where it wasn't safe to be a white person, and still made it through because I didn't show any kind of regret. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Ignorance can be bliss. Not knowing what the hell is going on around you can work out for you if you know what you're doing. <sighs> but uh, yeah. I, I think it's kind of stupid that people are claiming that, uh, that there are all these experts saying white privilege does exist. I've seen a lot more privilege for other races than for me. I've seen, you know, black guys and Mexican guys who made a lot more money doing crazier crap than I'll ever do. And then when you ask them how they got the money, they just said they worked to, uh, a lot and then they could take like a year off if you make enough money in nine months to take a, a year off what the hell are you doing there's no way in hell that should work now people might say that I chose a harder road by going down a, a, a path that nobody else in my family was on when I first started working and being a carpenter and all I needed a challenge. I needed something that my dad didn't do, my dad didn't know how to do, my dad had no business doing, and my dad sure as hell wasn't going to follow me into. So, carpentry. I knew how to read a tape measure. My dad barely knew what a tape measure was. My dad would use a socket to break a bolt only because he knew he had the weight to break the bolt loose. <laughs> he didn't understand anything about torque wrenches or any of that shit, so, yeah. Um, I think this crap about, right, uh, about, uh, white privilege, number one, should stop, and the experts actually look at what they're studying. If you're studying at a college, if you're studying this at a college, you will see disproportionate averages in race, and specifically because you are looking for them. <clears throat> 
If you're looking for it, you will find it. Somehow you will find it. Stop looking for the proof. Let the proof come out to you. That's how scientific method is done. If you go out looking for racial inequality and you go looking specifically just for that in every instance, I'm sure you can find a racial bias anywhere. But if the racism doesn't exist except in microcosmical pockets, then there really isn't an issue with racism. For me, I don't like when people uh, uh, say there's a such thing as white privilege. If you grew up in a white, if you grew up in a, in a, in a rich white family, or even a middle class family, and you grew up uh, like some kids, I some kids I knew grew up with cell phones and uh, bank accounts and all this other crap, and they complained because something happened to their parents. You had a cell phone growing up. I didn't have one growing up. You had a bank account growing up. I didn't have one till I was after I was out of high school. Well, my parents were my parents were pretty well off because they did this, this, and this. And then what'd you do? Piss it all away. Got divorced. All that kind of nonsense. Now, with that in mind, I would like to put to rest and uh, uh, this crap that I've been hearing uh, a lot now about people uh, I've had a few people tell me that I don't know what uh, racial inequality is because I'm white and I don't know what disadvantages are well when I have to work from the bottom up when I start out with a parachute when I start out with the clothes on my back I don't have anything else this is before I had kids I literally had a pair of shoes and the clothes I walked in on and I don't have any money at all. I have to go hungry for three days because I have to be I have to work my butt off to make sure I've got money to get everything done. <laughs> I go from that to in less than three years I have my own place. I have a bike that way I don't have to worry about gas money or buying a car or any of that nonsense. And I have more clothes. I have clean clothes. I have a clean place. I have everything I need. I have cigarettes. I have. I have all that stuff. That takes a while to scrape up. You gotta. Uh, I was taught to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, hunker down, and do what you gotta do to make uh, to do uh, to get done what you gotta get done. But having said all that, I'm gonna call this uh, podcast to a close. Um, I was gonna uh, throw out some music by uh, Tiffany Brooke. I still have to, I have to ask for permission to use a snippet. To say, uh, I have to do the same thing with Sprout the Antihero. Please look them up on YouTube and Facebook. I'm sure they'd appreciate your uh, patronage as well as your support. Um, I look forward to any feedback you guys uh, holler back at me with. Um, like I said, my next podcast will probably be on homelessness if nobody gives me a better idea than that. Homelessness is something I have a huge idea about, so uh, a large clue about, because I was homeless more than once. So, at the risk of ending this early and sounding like I'm trying to scapegoat out of it, no, I just don't want to go endlessly on forever and ever again. But uh, as far as the, the discussion on uh, uh, white privilege, to me, white privilege doesn't exist. To me, white privilege is some rich kid getting a break from his uncle because uh, because he didn't work for two years and he finally needs a job because his parents are offering to cut him off from his trust fund 
and he wants to make his own money for the first time in his life. That, to me, is white privilege. I don't suffer from it. I don't have it. I've worked uh, most of my life. And if you don't work for everything you have, I don't think you truly appreciate it in the first day in place. So you guys have a great Christmas. Have a merry, uh, happy holidays. Have a great New Year because I probably won't post up another one until after New Year's. But uh, keep it real and uh, be you. Try to keep from being stupid or overly stupid. So, yeah, if you guys have any ideas, throw them at me. I don't care how controversial they are. I will tackle them because I don't give a damn. And I'm already lining up some more subjects that I have to do a little more research on before I uh, start full-fledged uh, full fleshing the episodes out. So have fun and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and have a great rest of your year. May the next year be a blessing on all of us. Howdy doody, bye bye.